Jamie in Fortress Betamax Dungeon. Welcome everybody to this week's edition of Betamax Dungeon with me, Mark Fortune, and me, Jamie Ball. Hey Mark, hey listeners. Hey, you actually said your surname. Oh, me. I was tired of getting stick about it. Welcome to another thrilling episode of Betamax mm. Dungeon where we talk about films and dungeons. Films you might not have seen in a while, films we've seen quite recently, films that... You've probably seen and forgotten about. Cult films? You can call them that, yeah. What's the definition of a cult film? Is that a film that hasn't done very well and then gets looked back on with rose-tinted spectacles? Yeah, I guess. I guess you could... Yeah. I don't know. I don't really know how you uh, oh, I, I designate know. a cult film. I don't know. Anyway, what's been going on in the dungeon this week? Are you still selling the super blue glue? Whatever yeah, 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 yeah. Stuff's still going on. Um, Eagles. I, I've not seen so much of him this week. He's been... You know, he's got his fingers in a lot of pies down there, Mark. I think there's lots of activity going on down there. Okay. Um, you remember the? Can you remember ages ago I mentioned the telepods? You remember the telepods? Yeah. The teleportation. Yeah. But I mentioned that, right? Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was a thing. I said that. Yeah. yeah. I did. Yeah. Um, he's found them. Okay. Okay. And he's been experimenting with them. So this week in the dungeon with Igor, it's kind of gone a little bit like a little bit like the island of Doctor Maru, or have you, have you ever seen that movie Splice? Yeah, it's a little bit like Splice, except as far as I'm aware, Igor hasn't been having sex with any of the things that he's been making. Okay, um, but he's been hybridizing animals. I haven't seen any of this going on down here. But well, it's right in the bow in the in the very bowels, you know the innards of the dungeon he's been beavering away down there and he's come up with the idea of the inaugural Betamax dungeon meat raffle what are you talking about Jamie a meat raffle you know right, so he's right with these hybridized the meat of these hybridized yeah, Mark, creatures he's got some great stuff well, sausage she's... links with mice feet why would that be a good idea Could they just walk to your house why you don't you need to go and buy it they just come to you Mark the sausages they just walk to your house <laughs> well there's never been a problem before but the, but if you're well, have you ever ever heard anybody motor? Oh, fucking just... okay. You're a shut in, right? You can't leave the house. You're, yeah. you're agrophobic. Yeah, you, get, you, you call a kaido and they come round and, you, and drop you, your food off. Or would, Tesco's. But you wouldn't even need to, these could even just walk. They'd just get up onto the grill for you. Anyway, so sausage. He's got sausage links with mice feet. Okay. What uh, else has he got? Chicken pies with crow wings. What? <laughs> They'll just fly. They just fly to your house. You what? order up, I want a chicken pie. Yeah. And Igor says, okay. Well, he can't talk, but, you know. Oh, I've got questions about that, about him not talking. Well, well yeah, anyway. And he says, uh, okay, I'll send you a chicken pie. Surely that's a crow pie. No, no, the pie is chicken, but the wings are crows. Right. And he just flies to the They're already pies. Yeah, it's a pie with so he's, wings on the side. So he hasn't had to put pastry on. Where's the pastry come from? What, what, what he makes the pie. Yeah. And then he puts it in the teleporter... With a chicken and a no, crow. no, no. It's a pie. He puts a chicken pie in. Yeah. With a crow. Yeah. He's. Don't ask me how he's worked it, Mark. <laughs> he's a genius. I don't know. It sounds like a maniac. You would need to try these pies, mine. I mean, they're I tasty. Don't, I don't want to eat a Not pie with crow they... wings that's flown to my house. Yeah, but you take the wings off when you eat the pie. You don't oh, eat yeah. The... yeah, you just slap them off yeah. and discard them. They're merely just to get the pie to your house. What else has he got? He's uh, he's got some crazy stuff down there. Well, it, they're crazier than pies with crow wings. He's got uh, he's got drumsticks the size of a giraffe leg. Well, they, what, are they just not giraffe legs? No, no, no. They're drumsticks. 
It's a chicken. It's a chicken leg, but it's the size of a giraffe's. Why? What do you mean why? It, it feeds you a family for weeks. <laughs> when has this ever been an issue? He's never sat there and gone, these chicken wings are shit, they're way too small. Well, but hang on, there are, there are starving people in the country, yeah. in the world, right? Yeah. Okay. And it's not because of, no, the people are starving in the world, not because of chicken legs aren't big enough. Well, I just, we could just, we could just fly a whole swarm of pies yeah, but we could to do that Africa. With, but we could do that with chickens anyway. The chickens can't fly. No, for God's sake. So how are these giant chickens flying? With well, their because, giant legs. Well, because he just whacks them through the teleporter, and he can put what he can put on whatever he wants. He could put on like twenty human f- legs, and they could just run there yeah, but it, really quick. But the, the reason people are starving in the world isn't because of, <laughs> isn't because there's a lack of food. Yeah, but it's I, a case of a lot of it is distribution and logistics. They just can't get access to it. Where this is going to revolutionise it. No, the no, no, food no. goes to you. No, 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 no. It's just that the. the, the the West, the rich countries, haven't figured it out. Uh, well, okay. They haven't decided to spend the money on getting the getting the food there. They could quite easily get the food there. There's enough food. There's half the world is obese and half the world is starving. So there's enough food. Well, all right. I, let's not we get don't into, need. Let's not get into the politics of it. Mark. We don't need <laughs> chicken pies with crow's wings. Buffalo wings with butterfly wings. <laughs> I don't understand what you're saying. A, a buffalo wing? Yeah. And it's got butterfly wings on. A buffalo wing's a chicken wing? Yeah. But it's got, like, butterfly wings Why? on. Why? It'll just fly... It'll just it's fly not big ch- enough to... Uh, butterfly wings can barely carry a butterfly. A butterfly... These butterfly... It, well, you might put, like, two sets Why on. not put crow's wings on the chicken wings? Well, you could do that. Who's getting rid of all these crow wings? Well, he, but he's, like... Do you send them back? But it's, it's with all the mad... Scientist stuff he's got down there. He needs, he can make he can, needs to go back to doing the drug blue well, stuff. Well, he is still doing that, and he's been it, in the last two weeks alone. He's come up with so many different strands of the synthesized blue mold. He's come up with so much. He's at what have we had? He's had uh, hullaba blue, uh, <laughs> blue ice, blue beard, blue vein, blue is the warmest color. Blue Thunder, I think, was the last blue, one he covered. Blue in. Vein? Yeah. You want to be able to put in that in your mouth? Well. <laughs> <laughs> Surely not. <laughs> Why would you want to do that? It depends how good the high I'm, is, Mark. I've got, a con- <laughs> I've got a concern, mate. Right. My concern is, you're doing nothing this. But, well, that's not entirely true. You're not doing anything, are you? You're just, supp- you're just supplying the area for him to basically... I manage. told him that I would mention the meat raffle on the podcast tickets will be available soon you're gonna buy a ticket mark and yeah i don't want to eat a cow pie we don't have to eat it you could give it to a friend or something you don't, he doesn't do cow friend. pies what, what he's not <laughs> desperate dad mark <laughs> well, i don't know why i said cow pie i, I don't know anyone that, that is, is in need of a chicken pie that urgently that it needs to fly to their house i just think it just it's convenient and it people love convenience yeah and it, it is it, i mean it it wouldn't just fly to your house mark it'd fly into your oven fly oh. into your oven all, you, all you'd have to do is break the wings off you're, you're, you could just roast it yeah, the then snap them off and just eat the pies the wings well, you, well yeah just just chuck it in the oven 
You're f- he's fight down there finding <laughs> solutions to problems that aren't there. He is a bit of a madman. Well, a little bit of a madman. You know, he's... I thought he might have uh, duplicated himself so he could get double the blue stuff out. He may very well have done that. Mark. I mean, I've not seen him today. But I've, I've seen, I've him, seen him over the last week or so and I'm not. I'm sure he can talk. Are you uh, are you softening a bit towards him though? No, 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 no. He did run a few errands for you. He terrifies me, mate. He's four foot five. Did I say that? Before? I'm yeah, sure I said four foot six last week. I think he's lost an inch. He's, he's tiny... not stood. He's not stood on a on a slope. He's a he's a very small chap. In uh, I feel a little bit sorry for him, Mark. He's lonely. He's really lonely. And well, maybe you should make some friends with these pods instead of making chicken pies with wings. Well, he's on, he's on some dating apps. Is he? Yeah, he's on that Plenty of Fish. Yeah. And he keeps trying to get me on there. He keeps saying, come on, Jamie, come on, Plenty of Fish. Is he saying that to you, then? Does he write it down? He writes that. I can read his face, Mark. It's, like read, it's literally like reading a book from his face. I think he's, but bu- he look, I think he's bullshitting you. I think he, he can look, talk. He looks at me. He says, come on, Plenty of Fish. Come on, Plenty of Fish. And I, and I always say to him, Igor, when I'm thinking about Fanny... I don't want to be thinking about fish. Did you just say Fanny? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm thinking about Fanny. He, he, he sets himself, like, impossible dreams, Mark. He dreams of owning a house that has no right angles. Eagle, that's a geometric impossibility. But that's it. That's his dream. Could you live in a bowl? Hey, you could live in a bowl. So it maybe well, isn't well, a geometric impossibility. a ball. A ball. He wants to live in a ball. <laughs> Mate, like I said, he's a strange guy. He's lonely, he's strange, but he has been working hard. A lot, of the, a lot of the blue synthetic stuff now, he's, a lot of that he's handed over to, like, he's done some distribution deals and stuff. I think he was in talks with the Dursley Mafia. They might be handling some of it. They're, people you, they're good people, Mark. You can trust those The Dursley guys. Mafia? Yeah. You want to go north? I don't know where he meets these people, Mark. But well, Dursley, I'd imagine. Well... I guess he may be along. I think shortly. we may. I think we may need to um, rein this blue stuff in at the moment. Why? Well, because I think it's having an effect on the locals. Well, yeah. Because as lanky and as boss-eyed as the Chipnam adolescents normally are, steady, Mark. They're looking lankier and more boss-eyed, mate. Well, yeah, but they seem more like. I don't know. It's like they've had their minds open to all kinds of possibilities. It, the people of Chipnam nowadays are. are they're just a lot more open-minded and kind of considerate in... I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying, Mark. I think it's doing a good thing for the community. I don't think it is at all. We're giving the people... And then you want to terrify them by having pies with wings flying around. That's not going to terrify them. That's well, of course it's them. not going to... It's not going to terrify anybody. You should a pie fly down the road with wings on it. Well, that's not going to... Who's going to be scared of a flying pie? Well, I wouldn't. I, well, you I'm easily you scared, Mark. I'm easily scared, but a flying pie wouldn't do it for me well, and I don't think that or about a chicken with a nine foot leg well as long as he has <laughs> so it's just one leg that'd, that'd be fine it's just hopping in a circle <laughs> why don't you just farm ostriches well I, I don't know that he's got any in the teleporter yet no you don't need to mess around you're with thinking this. about this way too hard Mark I don't know what he's I'm not thinking about now. it way too hard I'm not the one who's coming he, I'm, I am a little bit worried that Eagle may be a madman he may just be a complete lunatic I think we may need to bump him off, mate. Not yet, not yet. I think we need to. No, not yet. Hang on, Mark, I think he may be coming. Can he, I can hear the patter of his little feet. He's not oh, oh God. Mark, he's here. Oh, hey, Igor. How... All right, mate. Hey, hadn't seen you today. What sort of shape are you in? <laughs> what sort of shape are you in? It's a rhombus. 
<laughs> he's, he's smiling. He knows that. Yeah, Igor, that's the kind of relationship we have. We're just such easygoing compadres. We can have... Igor, do you need to stand that close to me when I talk to you? I, you're really up in my grill again, mate. I just... Yeah, just take a step back. Yeah, I, yeah okay. So... How's it going downstairs? What have you been hybridizing today? Fish fingers with fingers. fingers. Fish fingers with fingers or fish fingers with fins? I, they can I, swim into your oven. That's a brilliant idea, Mark. So you're getting into it now. No, this is how a, it, this is, that was a good idea. How is it? I think it's fish fingers with human do, fingers. So they're just, they're just like the thing. Yeah, that's not, ter- that's not terrifying, is it? A fish what? finger with fingers. Are you mental? Well, when you break the Don't fingers it, off, though. it'd be nice. Don't do it. Igor. Igor yeah. I need to call him Olaf. Igor. 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 Just ignore him. What's that, Igor? I know you did a few errands for it. He did a few errands for you this week. Was it you went in, you bought him his week's supply of white lightning? He did buy you your week's supply of white lightning, Mark. Yeah, I need that to, 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 to clean the bath out. I don't drink it. Yeah, it's no, no. Bleach, it? Okay. Anyway, thanks, Igor, for that. Yeah, okay, yeah. Anyway, so what are you up to now, Igor? You're going back downstairs and you're going to get busy mashing together different parts of animals and stuff in the lab. Okay. Okay, Igor. Okay, yeah. Yeah, he's off, Mark. Bye, bye, buddy. See you next week. Hopefully. We might, well, we should see you next week. Oh, and he's gone, Mark. He's, he's gone. gone. There he goes. He's, he's gone up the wall again. Crawling the wall. Through that little hole. Yes, he's, oh, he's such a sprightly little fella. Yeah, Look like at a, him go. He's like a gecko with a broken back. He, uh, I love that guy, Mark. And oh, you yeah. will too, soon. No, I won't. Oh, come on. He's a nice guy. No, I don't trust him. I'm sure I've heard him talking on the phone. He can't talk. Mark. I'm sure I've heard him talking on the phone. But he has such an expressive face; it almost is like I he's talking. I think he's pulling the wool over your eyes. I, do you know what I think he's doing? I think he's setting you up because when the shit comes down with the old bill, you own the dungeon, you own the pods, you own everything. All he's doing. Well, yeah, that's a possibility, Mark. You're like, a, I, you're like a fake Gus Fring to his Heisenberg. I I feel like I can trust him. I feel like I can trust the guy. Uh, let's you, just see. Let's just see how it plays out, Mark. Do you trust him as far as you can throw him? Yes. I reckon I could throw him quite far. <laughs> I don't. I don't trust him as far as I could throw him. You, yeah. I reckon I could fling him over the Avon. Never do that, Mark. He's he's my friend. <laughs> right. What, Mark? What film are we doing tonight? Enough of this. Bullshit. I forgot we were doing a film, weren't we? Yeah. Right. We're doing a film. What, this, what was the my film? imagination is hurting now, Mark? Let's talk about a film. <laughs> <laughs> to bring it in a bit. <laughs> yeah. Jamie and Fortune's Betamax Dungeon? First Blood, Brambo, First Blood, Part 1, which never had the Rambo thing on it before. No, no, no. First Blood, 1982, the seminal action film Game Changer. It was. Yes, it was. Stallone? Um, yep, yeah, Stallone is, uh, is John Rambo. Uh, it was directed by Ted... Kochef. What else has he done? Kochef. I don't think he's done a lot, has he? I don't think he's done a lot. He did this one very well, so if that's his main film he's remembered for, it's a fine one. Of course, it's um, based on a, based on the novel by David Morrill. Morrill. Yeah. The novel was a lot different. The novel was, it's down to Stallone, I think. Yeah. He, he told him to calm down with the murdering. Because in the film, he didn't actually directly kill anybody, does he? No. No. Uh, in the book, he wastes. He basically takes out the whole. He does go proper batshit yeah. crazy, um, which makes you think Stallone made the right decision. Yeah, I think so. It's the first f- 
film of Stallone's I've, where you notice his body shape is changing. So if you look him, look at him in I Rocky didn't Two. Right? That. Well, you look at him in Rocky and Rocky Two. Yeah. And then you look at him from Rambo onwards. Right. He's way more chiselled. He's not that chiselled in First Blood, is he? Yeah, he's pretty chiselled. He's got his, he his is, cheekbones of, uh, uh, and chin. You look at Rocky. You look at Rocky. You look at Stallone in Rambo, and then you look at. Uh, sorry, let me start that again. You look at Stallone in Ram. Oh, fuck Christ, I can't even get this sentence out. You look at Sylvester Stallone in Rocky One, and you look at him in Rocky Three, which is nineteen eighty three, a year after this. It almost looks like two different people with the same face. Well, no, they're, they're, the whole he's got face an unmistakable face. Mark. But his face never changes. Well, yeah, but you, you, don't you understand what I mean? Well, not very... He's, he's, more, he's more pumped up from Rambo onwards. Okay. Well, that's fair enough. So, yeah, all right. Because okay. so in, Rock, in the Rocky, first two Rocky films, he looks like a boxer. He's not muscle-bound. There's not shiny, glistening muscles everywhere. He just looks like a big bloke that punches people. But from Rambo, from first blood onwards, he's... he's Hit the gym big time. This this He's is got muscles in places I haven't even got places. This is without a doubt the longest conversation I've ever had about Sylvester Stallone's physique. Whose face? The <laughs> physique <laughs> ever. Yeah. Okay. I just yeah. Thought, well, it was just something I noticed. That well, okay. I I haven't noticed that, Mark. That's fine. So, um, should we just do the cast? Should we, should yeah, let's, the cast? let's fly through the cast. Right, okay. So John Rambo is played by Sylvester Stallone. Will Teasel, the sheriff. Brian Dennehy. A young David Caruso mm-hmm. appears as Mitch. David, uh, sorry, beg your pardon, Richard Krenner. Um, he plays Sam Samuel Troutman, Colonel Samuel Troutman. Uh, we said the director. They did have a rat, a rat wrangler, which was uh, Diane Minchel. And uh, they also had a boar handler. Well, every film needs a boar handler. Um, he's got a great name, Hugh Oaks. Hugh Oaks. The, I'm to, a boar handler. My name's Hugh Oaks. If you just Oaks. go back to Richard Krenner, that yeah. part was originally taken by Kirk Douglas. Yeah. And he left literally the day before they started filming. Did you, right? did, did you hear why? Did you hear Because he wanted why? to... Um, He'd rewritten the ending. He and, he came the, in, and he came in yeah. with a rewritten last page saying he, he kills Rambo. Yeah. And then he takes his, his headscarf off and the, the last scene of him is, is him driving away with Rambo's look with Rambo's bandana on, yeah. looking all sinister in the rearview mirror. Yeah, and they rightly went, you're "Yeah, you're, yeah, you're off the picture." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he went, "Right, I'm off," I and he left. Yeah, that would have been a really insane ending. I think, to be fair, Kirk Douglas at that point in his career, he would have been better than Richard Krenner. Not if he, not if they stuck no, no, with no, that no, bullshit if, ending. They would. If off. they stuck with a bull, if they gone with his bullshit ending, it would have ruined the whole film. I dropped me coin. But um, yeah, I think they did the right. I think he would have been good. He would have been a good treatment. So with, um, the bullshit ending. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we done. The, so we done the cast. Yeah, and uh, as you said, it's a, it was a re- action films were never the same. Um, survival knives also would never be the same. Yeah, the Rambo um, knife. Yeah, it isn't only a fantastic action movie. It's also kind of a pian to PTSD. Yeah. Do you want to do a quick synopsis? Yeah. Okay. Right. You can do it. Okay. Okay. So a hippie drifter. Well, he's not hippie, is he? Well, but that's what you think. Well, we know we know he isn't because he's okay. All right, he's a drifter, but yeah, he he has gone to visit a friend, last remaining member of his platoon in the army, 
and he arrives and it starts quite tragically really he finds out that his good friend has died of cancer yeah and we also find out that it was really down to the agent orange that they were using in vietnam so vietnam did yeah. kill him really yeah. it just took a little bit longer and he got back home so the film starts out with rambo discovering this that his friends died he's walking through town an asshole cop yeah decides to move him along for no real apparent reason gives him a lift moves him on rambo he's hungry isn't he he's hungry in he doesn't like the way he's been treated and he decides to go back to town goes back to town gets why, arrested why are you pushing me why are you pushing me i'm doing why, why are you pushing me <laughs> i'll ask the questions around here um <laughs> why are you pushing me? Why are you pushing me well it becomes apparent why he wanted to move him on later well <laughs> yeah <laughs> kind of well, yeah, you, yeah, you kind of had him pegged as a crazy psycho from yeah. the beginning. I don't know. You, you could, you could say Teasel was right. No, he wasn't. Well, you could. Well, no. So, yeah. Anyway, so, synopsis. Um, so, yeah, he comes to town, uh, tries to get moved on. He gets arrested. He starts having vivid flashbacks to his time. Well, in they, they start um, roughing him up in the police. Oh, scene. but they're horrible. They're bullies. Yeah. They're nasty. David bullies. Caruso is the one that's going. Hang on, we. I don't think we should be doing this. Yeah, David Caruso appears to be the only one who has a conscience yeah. about it. So should we be doing this? Um, the copper he meets at the prison, Galt, Galt, Galt uh, is the real, he's the real sadist of the piece. Yeah, he's the one who starts, don't they try and shave him and cut his hair with a razor blade? Yeah, that's where he kicks off, is when they're trying to hold, they're holding the blade to him. He's He's got his truncheon round his neck. Yeah. And they're going to shave him, and he's having flashbacks of obviously when he was a POW. Yeah. Um, he goes nuts, kicks her ass, he's, he makes a daring, daring escape. In the book, from the he's town. naked when all this happens. Yeah, yeah. But uh, still ending. Were you sad that they didn't play that out in the film? I bet you'd have loved a real good look at them. I don't really want to. You'd have really seen how his body had changed, Mark. I don't really want to see Stallone's dangly penis flapping around when he's trying to run a motorbike. <laughs> so, he made, so he made, he makes an escape, right? He makes this and he takes for the hills. He just takes off for the hills, uh, and the cops are in pursuit. He's outsmarting them, and then they discover that not only have they misjudged him, they've really picked on the they've really picked on the wrong guy. Yeah, they don't discover who he is until a bit later in the film, do they? Yeah, they, um, they go in. They go in to the woods quite happy that they're just going to find this guy and bring him in yeah but, but they seem to forget he's just taken like five of them out in the police station by himself yeah at no I, point though do they go hang on a minute this guy's just wiped us out i i feel i kind of feel all so- kept up on adrenaline i kind of feel sorry for the guy the cop who's he's he's just walking in through the front door yeah, he gets an elbow in the face. he's got loads of like presents in his hand he's just like hey Coffee. what's going <laughs> on and he just he gets yeah. <laughs> elbowed in yeah. the face I do feel a little bit sorry for that guy. He literally had nothing to do with it. So Rambo, he takes off to the hills. The coppers chase after him. He fights back. Colonel, his old commanding officer, turns up to try and help the Well, he says, first of all, he sets a load of man traps for him, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. Non-lethal. I'm just doing a quick synopsis. Man. Yeah, yeah, we'll but we've got to go over the... The man traps is, a, is quite a big thing, because that, that happens throughout a series of films. That's my favourite bit in the whole... That set piece of the storm and the booby traps. yeah. That's the best bit. Well, it's the most memorable bit in the film. Before I rewatched it, it was the only bit I could really remember. Um, Because he doesn't he corner Teasel? Yeah. Just say, just leave it. Yeah, yeah. 
hang on, I may have written that down. What does it? Uh, yeah, he holds a knife to his throat, doesn't he? He's like, I could have killed them all. I could have killed you. Let it go. That wasn't a Stallone voice, by the way. That was just... Well, in the book, he kills him. Yeah, yeah. Stallone's idea to calm it all down? Well, yeah, I think he, he, he really petitioned the director to not... To keep him a little bit more sympathetic, yeah. which I do think was a good yeah, idea. I think it's a good idea. And I mean, apparently, the, the first cut of the film was three hours long. Yeah, Stallone thought he was going to destroy his career. I mean, that's hard to get... What? That's hard to get your head round, isn't it? Because it's a good, tight, 90-minute film. What What the hell was that other 90 minutes about? I don't know. I can't... But because of that, and Stallone kind of said, cut me out, cut more of me out. Mm. And I think that is really what was the... I think there was more Stallone talking, and they had him cutting him talking out. So once he gets into the woods and says, leave me alone... You started this. He doesn't really say anything. He didn't anything. do anything. He didn't do anything. He doesn't say anything till the end, does he? Yeah. It, just... and, he, and he literally had done nothing. Yeah. He hadn't done anything. But you could he understand. Didn't do anything. But you can understand why Teaser wanted to move him on. Yeah. I, th- I can't. You kind of can. When you get further into the film, you're like, "What if he? Had, what if he had got into a bar fight in that?" No, in that I time? don't. No, Teasel was wrong. There's no way you can look at this as see Teasel is like any kind of hero. No, he's not. I'm not saying he's a no, hero. He, he wasn't right. Um, but he was no. But he was doing what police do. He was doing what a sheriff should do. No, there's he a wasn't. Strange, there's a strange. That's not what sheriffs there's do. There's a stranger in town looking a bit shifty. He wasn't looking shifty. He was just walking along the road. He didn't like him because he had long hair and he was wearing a bloody army well, jacket. In, in the book, it makes it more apparent that he doesn't like him because he's Teasel was in Korea. Korea. Yeah. And they there's didn't, a bit of jealousy. Yeah, there's a bit it? of jealousy that the the, the the veterans that come back from Vietnam were. I mean, they weren't. The thing is, they weren't celebrated in any way no, at, no, all, not at all. Vet, which we'll get to a point later. Well, the Korean vets would have been regarded much better when they returned. Yeah, home, that's as what opposed I thought, to but maybe that's why they didn't emphasise that in the film. It kind of um, the, the, there was a whole crazed Vietnam vet kind of sub genre wasn't there really well, it's around brought on that by this. it was brought on by first blood well, well i was looking into that i mean i you bear in mind this taxi driver was 76 he's a vietnam vet yeah that was 76 deer hunter that's kind of a crazed vietnam vet film yeah uh, that was 78 oh no what no, the, the the what i meant was the the aftermath and the, the well yeah. yeah well then well first blood was 82 okay yeah. And then uh, in 84, you had Blast Fighter, which was like an Italian rip-off. Yeah. It's quite entertaining. Not knowing when it was good. Blast Fighter, 94. Uh, you had Combat, Combat Shock uh, in 1986. Yeah. Then you had Cannibal Apocalypse, really, was sort of crazed Vietnam vets. That was, but instead of them coming back, the, 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 zomb, the cannibalism was really a kind of uh, uh, a stand-in for trauma. Right. So they came back from Vietnam and they were cannibals. But What film was this? Cannibal Apocalypse. Right. John Saxon. Right. Okay. Classic. I can't remember what the year that was. That what was, was the uh, Chuck Norris stuff? Missing in Action? Yeah. Was he, was he crazed? No, but that was that was more of a Rambo knockoff. Rambo First Blood yeah. Part 2 knockoff, really. Well, I think that was... You had, ca- you had people going back and rescuing... P-O-W, yeah. POWs and 
yeah, vicar- yeah, going rewriting history yeah. and having America go back and win the war that they'd actually lost, yeah. um, which is what Rambo ends up doing in the second one. Yeah. And it yeah, kind of it lose its. Let's not get there yet. We'll okay. get there. We'll get there. Um, so yeah, so blast. Uh, sorry, blast fighter eight four combat shot nineteen eighty six. Keith David in Men at Work is like the crazed Vietnam vet, that yeah. archetypal crazed Vietnam vet. Uh, dead presidents. Crazy Vietnam vets. Yeah. Uh, well, they were the angry Vietnam vets, weren't they? Cause yeah, they just, yeah. Because they come back and they were back in the ghetto. Well, yeah, and they were, all, they were pissed off. They come back, they were treated like shit. They'd gone out and fought for their country. They come home and everyone thought they were assholes. Yeah. They were pissed off. They're going to rob us back. President. That's a great film, actually. I like Dead Presidents, yeah. Uh, and, it, uh, and even Lethal Weapon uh, is crazed Vietnam vet. Yeah. Is that angry? Yeah, isn't he? Jamie and Fortress Betamax Dungeon? The other thing I put now that I'm on Lethal Weapon. Here we right? go, come on. Well, I'm just going to say, right? Lethal Weapon is set at Christmas. Is it? Yes. First Blood is set at Christmas. Is it? Of yes. course it is, yeah. There's yeah. decorations right. everywhere. Die Hard set. is set at Christmas. Yeah. But only Die Hard is regarded as a Christmas film. Yeah, because they're at a Christmas party. What? Come on. Yeah, but they're, they're, there's a Christmas party. There's, there's, it's a Christmas party that, that really, Yeah, but that doesn't make it a Christmas film. Well, it's not a Christmas film. I don't know why everyone says it is. Well, because it's set at Christmas. And they have Randy MC doing well, uh, yeah, Christmas and Hollis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Can't you play some Christmas music? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's Christmas time in Hollis, Queens. Come on. <laughs> that's, that's on the soundtrack. Jamie and Fortune's Betamax Dungeon? Yeah, so, yeah, crazed Vietnam vets. That That is a whole subgenre. I love a good crazed Vietnam vet movie. And, and as we have said, there have been a few. I don't think I've ever watched Deer Hunter all the way through in one sitting. Isn't it a painfully long wedding scene? Yeah. Start? A, or is that The yeah. Godfather? No, no, no. It's a, it's a long film, The Deer Hunter. It's a painfully long... I hate weddings... And I hate wedding scenes in film. I've never seen the wedding crashes. Because I hate fucking weddings. You're putting more money in that than I am tonight, Sam. No, that was only my first <laughs> go. Um, I do fucking hate weddings. Oh. Sorry. I, I just, it's just a funeral with cake. Um, oh! That's not my line, by the way. Yeah, so Crazy Vietnam Vets. Uh, the thing I want to put it. Sam Troutman, yeah, which is the character played by Richard Crenner, yeah, who is Rambo's command ex commanding officer. Yeah, it's, it sounds like he had his dialogue written the two seconds before. Yeah, to read his, it out. His dialogue's hilarious. It's, it's like someone from the A Team. He, re- he reminds me of someone from the A Team. I I sometimes like to imagine his lines. Well, that's ex Vietnam vets as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and they're crazy. Yeah, well, well mad, mad, yeah, yeah. he's proper crazy. Yeah. Um, well, he's mad. Sorry. He, yeah, sorry. Samuel Troutman is also the name of the guy that uh, was Uncle Sam in the I Want You posters. The right. actual guy that they used, they based the look on, was a chap called Samuel Troutman. Wow, okay. Basically, America made Rambo. Yeah. USA yeah, made you get, Rambo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you remember a while back when we were talking about, it was the other week, we were talking about Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and we were saying how it, this was around a time when movies was starting to accept the reality of trauma, you know? And you may survive the horror film, but at the end of 
Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you very much saw, yeah, she physically survived, but she was destroyed. Yeah. I mean, what, I think one thing I didn't mention in the, the, you could look at Texas Chainsaw as a bit of an allegory for the Vietnam War, really. Do you want me to explain that? Go you, on. Yeah, please. Well, you've got <laughs> innocent kids who don't know anything. No. Going into a situation they know nothing about. Yeah. 90% of them get slaughtered. Yeah. They don't know why. And the ones that survive. And the ones that survive are abs- absolutely traumatised. Yeah. Which is, they were, send, they were sending kids to Vietnam. Yeah. And people in Vietnam were wearing necklaces of ears. Exactly. Which would have fit, you would get right in with the soil. Yeah, so it, family, it kind of yeah. fits, it's a kind of an allegory that, that fits, I reckon. Yeah. I mean, when they say that the average age of a combat soldier in, in Vietnam is 19, if that's, if that's correct, then there was kids younger than 19 to bring that average to 19. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah, that's, yeah, that's scary. That is, that's scary. Yeah. And then when they did come back, I mean, however you may feel about it, when they did come back, they were protested at airports. Yeah. People were spitting at them. Yeah. And it's like you, they went through that thinking that they were doing it for their country. Yeah. And I mean, the way you stand on that, I mean, I'm not an army guy. I'm, I've never, I, there is a part of me that sees soldiers as hired killers. Well, yeah, they are, but you know, it's like, but it's if you get told to go and kill these people, you just go and kill those people. Oh, these are the enemy. Go and kill them. Yeah, oh, okay. Of course. But you know, they're a country like America. Most countries were brought up, you know, you join the army, you'll get respect, you'll, come out you'll you'll have a a career after 90 percent of the people that join the army over here they're not expecting to go to war no no they're just, they're just but isn't that to... a bit naive and ignorant well, to maybe do that well maybe it is but we've got to take we've got to go back to the 60s for this as well yeah go and fight for your country your country's yeah. everything da, yeah. da, 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 da. The propaganda propaganda was different then, yeah working against them and then they come back and they're absolutely treated like shit and there's no after, there was no after, aftercare. No. I mean, there is, no. I mean, that's only started since the Gulf War. Well, th- but this is what I mean. Really? So, I mean, when you think First Blood was 82, and First, and First Blood is confronting that, that whole issue that these young men that have done so much for our country. And turned into absolute killers, mind. Yeah. And they've come back traumatized and they're just being they're forgotten about. They're just forgotten about. What, you know, um, you couldn't even get a job pumping gas. He was in charge of million-dollar equipment. Yeah, he flew choppers. He, he drove tanks. And now he can't get a job pumping cars. Jamie and Fortune's Betamax Dungeon? Uh, let's talk about... I did want to mention, there is a really implausible tree jump. Yeah. Where he jumps into the tree. But he's desperate. And he's it's proper, a, des- right, yeah, it's he's a desperate shy. jump, to um, be fair. But it, that little bit there is just a little bit crazy because he makes the implausible tree jump, right? Then he takes the guy out of the chopper by throwing a rock at it. And he hits it first time. He throws a rock at a chopper. Yeah. He hits... Well, just, again, he's, he's Rambo. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. Of course, right. He okay. take, of course he could take a, a chopper out with a rock. If it had maybe been the third he doesn't take the, He doesn't take the chopper, right? He just makes him go uncontrollable. He makes the chopper wobble for a bit. Yeah, yeah. And that, the guy falls out. Well, he takes the guy out who's shooting at him with a yeah. rock thrown at the chopper. Uh, he confuses the pilot and the pilot panics. It's what, the pilot, because a rock hit the... Because the rock hit him. Well, come on. I do. Oh, that guy's going to well, throw a t- rock at me. Oh, well, yeah, that's great. You, I was like, t- <laughs> you tell that to the guy you fell out. 
<laughs> so anyway, so you have you have the implausible tree jump, you have the rocket, the chopper, and then he stick the arm stitching scene. Yeah, that's pretty badass. That is badass. You think this guy ain't messing with banks? Yeah, yeah. They've really, really picked on the wrong guy. It's almost a bit like Columbo, isn't it? Is that's what I love about Columbo? Hey, I love Columbo. Okay. He's always misjudged. Of course they, he is. They look at him. They they're like, he's this smelly twat. Yeah, look at this thing. With a big dog yeah, and a, a cigar. <laughs> look at this guy. <laughs> he's nothing. Oh, just one more thing. Yeah, it's like, whoa, you've really, really, really misjudged this guy. He's awesome. Do you know they did a TV series about his missus? Yeah. Lasted about eight episodes. Did you know who was playing his missus? Oh, was it? Oh, God. No, I know this. Captain Janeway. Yeah. What the fudge? There's no way they'd be married. Why not? He would. He wouldn't marry her. Why? What's her name? Kate Mulgrew. That's was, her. Was the uh, the wife of Columbo? Anyway, what you were comparing Columbo to Rambo for some reason? Yeah, because they misjudged him. I love that trope. That I, I never get tired of that. That's why I always love Columbo. And Columbo's <laughs> always the same story. Yeah, really. it's the same story. You know who the killer is every week. Yeah, but that, it's not about that. It's about how. They misjudge him. They get him wrong. And I never get tired of seeing that. They get their comeuppance. Yeah, but... Don't, you right, shouldn't judge is, people is, by appearance, Mark. Right, this is my problem with, with Colombo. And to a certain extent, Poirot as well. Poirot. Poirot. Look your Poirot. Every week, there'll be a murder. A murder. And Poirot. There's been a murder. <laughs> but every week, Poirot comes along, or Colombo, and goes... It goes, da 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 da. I think this happened, da 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 da. And then every week they go, no, nah, you're talking bollocks, mate. There's that never happened. This is this, we'll investigate it. And it turns out they're right every week. So doesn't that guy who's second in command, I don't know what the guy's name is in um, Colombo. What, second in command? Guy? Yeah, there's always a copper that goes, you're talking rubbish. And in Poirot, well, not every time. Poirot, there's a guy, there's a. Hastings. He, Hastings. He goes, Poirot, you're talking absolute nonsense. Like, this never happens. Every. It does happen. I don't know. I don't know yeah, that's ever happened in Colombo. Well, it happens in Poirot. Hastings goes, oh, Poirot, this is, this, this is nonsense. You t-. And every week, Poirot's right. And at no point, Hastings goes, well, let's go with a little Belgian fellow because he seems to knock this out of the park And he is week. the world's best detective. I saw Def- I took my mum to see Death on the Nile at the weekend. Oh, yeah. Um, the, the most thrilling thing I can tell you about it is that Hercule Poirot's ridiculous moustache gets a backstory. Does it? Yeah. Well, it gets an story. origin story of the moustache. Well, everything's getting an origin story. That's the, be- that's the best thing I can say about the new Death on the Nile. I thought you enjoyed it. Well, I like the story, but I prefer the Peter Ustinoff one with Simon McCorkendale. Yeah. It's way better. Is that not just nostalgia? No, I just think, it, I just think the adaptation was better. It, I believed that they were really in Egypt. Whereas in this modern Death in the Nile, I really believed they were stood in front of a green screen. I don't even think they set foot in Egypt. I don't even think they set foot on an actual boat. Did he not do... Was it not... Was it Kenneth Branagh? Yeah. Was he in the Orient Express one as well? Yeah. Yeah. Is he a good Hercule Poirot? Yeah, he's okay. He's a lot more... um, He's a lot more emotional than previous Poirots. He's he's just got twinkly eyes and he's just about to cry... And he's a bit more of an action man Poirot than previous ones. There's a bit in this one. He throws a cleaver at someone. Does he? he yeah. Hercule Poirot throws a cleaver at someone. I mean, he misses, but he throws at him. You lie! You lie to my... F- you lie! You lie to Hercule Poirot's face! 
He says that as well. Anyway, Rambo? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that was a diversion, wasn't it? Yeah, a little bit. Sorry about that. Jamie and Fortune's Betamax dungeon? Oh, he's got. There's another side to his sheet of ramblings. Oh. <laughs> um, so we mentioned earlier the booby trap storm set piece. Yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit more about that? Because that bit's awesome. Yeah. Is that not a bear trap with the spikes? A similar thing that happens in. Um, well, it's like a, a tree branch, isn't it? It whacks out into his thighs. Yeah. You see that. You see that happen in. A similar thing happens in Southern Comfort and Predator. It reminds me a lot of Southern Comfort, yeah. actually. Especially when the National Guards show up. Yeah. And they're a bunch of idiots when they show oh, up yeah, in, yeah. In, uh, in First Blood. Weekend Warriors. Weekend Warriors. Let's just blow some shit up. Colonel Troutman arrives. And that, the tone shifts, doesn't it? The, the, the start of the film is breakneck. It, it, don't waste it, any time. It, it's really fast. Yeah, I was surprised. Gets... But 11 minutes in, he... he He's breaking out of the police station. Yeah, it gets right on with it. it, it is ri- And I think it it suffers a bit at the end. In the third act, it does sort of... Yeah, there's a lot of him... It can't um, maintain that velocity. No, it can't. There's a lot of him running around in a mine with a, the torch. Yeah, with the rats. With the rats. In the book, it was bats. Yeah, I don't know why they changed that. Probably rats. Well, they couldn't get a bat wrangler. There was a rat wrangler. Maybe the bat wrangler was busy that week. Yeah, I think... I. I was maybe dis- she was, was doing night shit. I was disappointed by Richard Krenner, to be honest with you. It, it, God didn't make Rambo. I made him. It's just, every, like you said, you sent a text to me earlier in the week, and it's like every line is... I've come to get my boy. It just takes you right out of the film. I recruited him. I trained him. I commanded him in Vietnam for three years. I'd say that makes him mine. Not, not really. Not really, no. No, not at all. No. When I was a kid, and I watched this, and I loved it as a kid. He was great. Yeah, because he at least knew Rambo. Do you know mm. what I mean? He he got him. But when I watch it now, I realise that Troutman is, in a way, as much of a villain. Yeah, of course Because, because Teasel sees him as nothing, as a drifter, and Troutman just sees him as a possession, as a machine that he owns. Yeah, a tank. Yeah, helicopter. Yeah, at least to blame, really, because they let him go. They let him go for the army, and this is we're getting back to it. I know, but they after the war ended, they come back, and it's just like right off you go. And he's a fucking killing machine. I didn't come to rescue Rambo from you. I came here to rescue you from Rambo. (sighs) It is like it's been written by a twelve-year-old. You don't seem to want to accept the fact that you're dealing with an expert in guerrilla warfare. With a man who's the best. With guns, with knives, with his bare hands. A man who's been trained to ignore pain, ignore weather, to live off the land, to eat things that would make a billy goat puke. In Vietnam, his job was to dispose of enemy, dispose of enemy personnel. To kill. Period. <laughs> Win by attrition. Well... Rambo was the best. Yeah, he's. I mean, I think it's a big shame that Kirk Douglas dipped out with his nonsense ending. I don't know that he would have made those lines sound any better, mate. Um, he does have one really good line, which is where he uh, he's like kind of taking the mick out of Teasel a bit, and he goes, "Here lies John Rambo, winner of the Congressional Medal of Honor, survival of countless incursions behind enemy lines." Killed for vagrancy in Junkwater, USA. Yeah. <laughs> I think in the book, Teasel comes round to 
kind of sympathising with Rambo a little bit, but in the film they kind of they do all that in a bar scene when he thinks Rambo's dead and it's over and done with. Yeah, but um, I can't remember the book so well. I know, I know, as we said earlier, I know in the book Rambo really, really does go off the deep end. Yeah, and I know at the end Troutman kills him. I think well, they shot an ending to this film where Troutman does kill him, or he makes Troutman kill him. Yeah, I think they should have left it there. What, killed him? Yeah. Well, then they couldn't have done any sequels. Well, but that's probably for the best. Oh, Rambo 2 was awesome. No, it wasn't. Not as... It was, but not as a sequel to First but you, Blood. But the First Blood tells a story of what happens when America makes these men and then just lets them go. That's fine. That's perfect. It's a perfect story of... You make a monster, you'll get a monster... You can't just let these guys go without any yeah. counselling or anything yeah. like that. And this is what will happen. They need it, help. They, they need help. back trauma. You trauma brought, is a thing. Yeah, you might They've have, come back with it. You've trained animals. You've, tra- you've turned from men into animals and you've trained them to kill, kill and do all this. Period. And then you just then you just leave them. You just leave them, let them go. Him dying at the end would have been perfect. But yeah, instead, I, you get this... I think part two was... I think that was canon films, wasn't it? Yeah, was that him going back to Vietnam and freeing a load of blokes? Yeah. It, it, I mean, they almost want to have their cake and eat it, you feel, don't yeah. they? So, I mean, the first one is really... I mean, it's, it's the a... The first brit- one was a proper film, I think. This- yeah, I mean, the first one is a is, it is an entertaining ref- action thriller, but it has got several points yeah, that it's, it's trying good, to make. It's got a massively good point. Yeah, yeah. The sequels just forget... <sighs> That it's just, almost like. Do you remember um, Starship Troopers? Yeah, the first one. The points it was making. Yeah, was it for Hoven? Yeah, and then they made a load of sequels that were just blowing up, blowing up bugs. It's kind of similar to that. Well, it's, the, not the fa- was, it's not my favourite. It's not my favourite of a Hoven film. Well, no, but you could see what it was trying to do. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it smashes you over the head with it. I yeah. Think. Well, really. yeah, but you could see what it was trying to do. It's yeah. like it, we were the Nazis. Yeah, the bugs were. You know. Yeah, they're just bugs. They're just bugs. But if they if they'd have left First Blood as it was without any sequels, I think it would be more revered as a movie now. But now it just gets bundled in with yeah, I agree. Yeah, the the sequels. I mean, Christ, they made a sequel what a year ago. They made a mockery of the character. Yeah, really. they've made a mockery of the. But character. I did I did watch the last one. I've seen. I, I took my mum to watch Last Blood. My really? mum loved it. Did she? Yeah, yeah, it was great. It was really gory at the end. Oh, well, yeah, but that's just, oh. it's good. I mean, in the second booby one, he's, he's... I love he's, booby traps. He's, he's setting he's, he's setting POWs free, which a whole, like I said earlier, a whole raft of films did. Yeah. With Chuck Norris and yeah, Christ yeah. and yeah. Lewis Gossett Jr. And, uh, and loads of films did that. And then in three, he's fighting the Ruskies. To get... Afghanistan. Well, yeah, to get Troutman back, who's a POW. In, in, uh, in, in First Blood, Troutman is sort of like old, retired. Mm. Oh, I've got a desk job down in DC. And then by the third one, he's back out in the field. He's been caught by the Russians in Afghanistan. Implausible. Well, they make a big boo-boo at the end of that film, didn't they? What's that? With the dedication. I don't know. Who's There's a dedication at the end of Rambo 3. Who 2? And the Mujahideen. And, and, the, and the brave soldiers of the Mujahideen. <laughs> yeah. Nowadays known as the Taliban. <laughs> Yeah, okay. It's no, maybe... start a land war in Afghanistan. The the Russians. <laughs> <laughs> <But> yeah. 
that's not aged well, particularly well, is it? For no. the Yanks, is it? And uh, he does also play that really weird game on horseback where they're running around with a sheep carcass. It's a little bit like jugging, but on horseback, and they're trying to and they're trying to chuck the sheep carcass into a circle. Oh, mate, I don't know. I, I think I've seen Rambo two and Rambo three once, I and tell that you, was a long time ago. I'll tell you a funny story about Rambo two. Go on then. Rambo two was what eight six? Yeah, in yeah in film terms, there's, there's quite a big gap between First Blood and Rambo. Well, First Blood was eighty two. So I'm pretty like, sure Rambo. Four or five years. So I'm pretty sure Rambo was eighty six. So I would have been ten, right? Yeah. First Blood, I'd seen it home on VHS or yeah, Beatmax, uh, loads of times. Or but I'd seen it, I loved it. Rambo two comes out, and I'm ten, right? And that's all I'm thinking about is like Rambo two. Ah, oh, and I remember the poster, and like not so much the fact that he's ripped, but he is ripped on the he's poster. Got and I love Rambo. Yeah, he's got that massive. On like, first blood, he's got he's got the M sixteen yeah. or the M sixty or whatever. I don't know what it is. I'm not good on guns. And it's an M sixty. Every time he's on the front of the cover, they amp up the the weapon. Yeah, yeah. And the second like, one, he's got like this <laughs> big launcher. Soviet rocket launcher. Uh, it was just I was so excited. And it was on at cinema, and it was my birthday. I was 10, 86. Yeah. And my dad was like, I'll take this, we'll go and watch it. And I'm like... What? Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> when you're 10? Yeah. Oh, okay. And I'm like, Dad, I'm only 10. I don't think they're going to let me in to see Rambo. I don't think this is appropriate, Dad. I, I mean, <laughs> it was completely appropriate. I wanted to go. I, it was brilliant. But I did say, Dad, I'm 10. This is an 18. I don't think they're going to let me in. And my dad, bless him, I think he'd maybe had a couple of drinks in the afternoon. <laughs> and he was like, don't worry, son. We're, I'm with you. Your dad, we're, we're going to go watch Rambo Part 2. And I was like, sweet. Did you get in? No. <laughs> no, he got to the cinema. Of course he did Yeah, no, of course he got to the cinema. <laughs> and they were like, he's, he's, he's not 18. And my dad was like, yeah, but he's my son. He's with me. He'll be fine. And they're like, no, he, he really can't go in. Yeah. And it broke my heart. It absolutely <laughs> broke my heart. But in all due fairness to my dad, he rented part two the first day it was out on release. He made a point of going to the video oh, shop. And it was, I mean, that was in high demand back then. They probably only had like two or three copies in the shop. He was there. He got me a copy, first day. Was so he made up for it. Was it worth the wait? Oh, yeah, I loved it as a kid. <laughs> I loved part two as a kid. Yeah, I did. When was um, the last time you watched part two? Oh, years ago now. It's not a film you go back to, is it? It's, I mean, that is a good action film, but it is just an action film. First Blood, there's a lot more to it. Yeah, it's... Whereas in part two, it is just pure... Action fun. There's yeah. no, I mean, no he, part two, he was he was starting the sort of rivalry with Stallone, then, wasn't he? Schwarzenegger. What did I say? Stallone. I'll cut that. He didn't out. start a rivalry with himself. <laughs> he starts the rivalry with Stallone. We, I mean, we're Rocky. Yeah. <laughs> I said it again, didn't I? <laughs> Christ Almighty! He starts. That's because Stallone's easier to say than Schwarzenegger. But you got to remember, Commando was eighty-five. Okay. So it's two ripped guys. Was that before, was that before Rambo? Yeah, Commando's 85. So, see, Rambo then, part two, was really pretty much probably influenced a bit by Commando. Yeah. Really. Yeah. I guess. Well, it's the the, the, the story of... Um, I mean, Rambo's... I'm sorry, Commando is just nonsense. Oh, no, it? it is utter nonsense. Yeah. Utter, 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 utter nonsense. nonsense. 
entertaining. I was was always surprised that uh, Commando was before Predator. Commando is before Predator. Yeah. Yeah, but that makes sense. Does it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? How, why? Because well, it was. I don't know. It's just. I think the effects are better in Predator, aren't they? Yeah, but it's just in Predator. It's it's him and a team in Commando. It's him on his own. It's the one man army thing, isn't it? Well, yeah, I guess. Then you had, but... at that that time you had you know Van Damme was coming through and Lundgren was doing his straight to div- straight to video stuff, mm. the appalling stuff, the appalling version of Punisher that he did, which, which everyone forgets about. That was later, and I don't forget about it. I love that film. Lewis Gossett Jr. is in that. That's really yeah, that's good. Right, yeah. But there was that. That's old... late. That was later. I think the Van Damme era. That was more later eighties. He very much yeah, it's come only, off yeah, the back. It's only, it's only three or four years. Oh yeah, I mean yeah yeah yeah. It's, it's not a long time. Yeah 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 yeah. No, it's all around that. They are all part of that action genre of that time. Very yeah. much. I mean, when Van Damme was banging out two or three films a year at, at, in the late eighties. Yeah. And there was a, there's the old story of a, a bit later in the rifle because they didn't like each other, Stallone and Schwarzenegger. Well, I don't. It's ri- Swart- really? I think it was more Stallone's side. Because he, he heard, apparently, what's the those awful comedy films that Stallone done? Uh, what, Twins? No, that's Schwarzenegger. It's what, Stallone did comedy films? Yeah, Stallone done Oscar. Oh, God, yeah. And Stop All My Mummel Shoot. Oh, God. The yeah. only reason Stallone apparently done Stop All My Mummel Shoot oh. is that because Schwarzenegger put the word out. Schwarzenegger had read the script and gone, this is absolute arse. But he put the word out that he was interested in it. Okay. And when it landed on Stallone's desk, it came with a note that says, Stallone wants to do this. Schwarzenegger's interested. Yeah, sorry, Schwarzenegger. (laughs) (laughs) Schwarzenegger's interested in this. He went, no, 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 I'll do this. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll do this. And he made an appalling film. And then I think Schwarzenegger, then Kindergarten Cop, which isn't terrible. It's not terrible. It's not a tumour. It's not a tumour. It's not a tumour. It's not a terrible film, though. Yeah, okay. it's, it's not though when did you last watch that Mark I mean it'll probably be terrible now if I watch yeah, it but it's not as, it's not as bad as stopping my mum will shoot I don't even know that I've watched that have you watched Cobra oh, I love Cobra yeah, it's awful who's yeah, the, the bad guy in Cobra I can't remember, never remember. Uh, Brian he was in uh, it's not the guy he was Shao Kahn in um, I got a feeling he was in Terminator briefly wasn't he one of the guys that was killed yeah he was Shao Show Khan in Mortal Kombat. Uh, I can't remember his name. I know Brian, and he was also in Fright Night Part 2. Yeah, he's, he's a... White. Brian Thompson. That's a fella. He was also in... Hired to Kill. <laughs> and Mortal Kombat. I don't, know, I don't know. I don't, I don't know that I've seen the first Mortal Kombat. Anyway, um, why are we talking about Brian Thompson? Oh, he's a, he's a bad guy. In, he was a night slasher in Cobra. Yeah. I like Cobra. Um... I mean, it's bad. It's one of those so bad it's good. He play, come on, he plays a character called Marion Cabretti. Oh, that makes it five stars already, Mark. No, it doesn't. Marion Cabretti. It's awful. He's such a ridiculously tough, macho, hard man. Do you know he was offered Beverly Hills Cop? Stallone? Yeah. Yeah, he's been terrible for him. And then he tried to rewrite the whole script and he went, nah, let's yeah, just give no, it to no, this, yeah. this uh, little Eddie Murphy fella. Do you, do you think... That First Blood would be a good film to remake now and maybe have the Rambo character be played by maybe a black guy or maybe a minority character. 
I think it would be better now if they remade it. With, I think it. I think now that with maybe, uh, maybe Jeremy Renner. Yeah. Okay. Or maybe well, even I mean, a woman. They could do it with a woman. Well, they could do it with a woman. Jane um, Rambo. I mean, it, I mean, you could say the, the born identity is a similar sort of thing. A guy I hate being, those films. Yeah, but it's a. It's I, a I, I really hate those films. No stars. The what first one I'd give two. The first one's all right. Two. It's a similar thing, isn't it? Similar to what? Well, he's a, an ex US Forces guy who's just been oh, left know. out in the. So just bang on about Treadstone, Treadstone, Treadstone. Yeah, I don't one. give a shit about. Stop going on about Treadstone. Oh, going, we're not even talking no, about I just that don't film. care about. Well, who would they make bloody well, Treadstone? Who would they make first blood with now? Um, okay, all right. So, I if I was making it, I would go down that route of it being Am white cops hassling a black guy. Yeah. So I would add that angle to it. Um, and I, yeah, let me think. Denzel Washington's boy. He's a little bit short. Daniel Kalua, <laughs> that guy. Fucking short. He's too short for well, Rambo. Daniel Kalua or the guy. He'd be ideal. He's, he he's the good. Falcon in uh, Marvel. Oh yeah, he'd be good. Yeah, yeah he'd um, be good because he's he's Daniel Kalua's got Anthony that, Mackie. Yeah, he would be good. Daniel Kalua's got that. I know he plays Americans in some films, but he's got that little bit. Of, I always remember him from. Oh, not inside number nine. Psychoville. Psychoville. He was brilliant in Psychoville. He, was, he is brilliant. He's pushing around the blind guy in the wheelchair yeah. and collects beanie. He can beanies. really. He can see really. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's brilliant in that actually. Uh, yeah, I know he could. He could do it. Anthony Mackie could do it. Anthony Mackie would be better because he's already been established in roles where he's like a military type. Mm. So he he would be good in it actually. Jamie in Fortress Betamax Dungeon. Are we uh, are we going to attempt some of the lines at the end? I will. Okay, I'll okay. give it a go. It's tough. It's this is going to take some real voice acting chops. I to may pull have to this do, off. If I do like nine versions of this, I may have to cut eight of them out. So, uh, what lines are you going to do? Well, I I, now, I know I was going to do one, wasn't I? Well, uh, let's just say. It's a brilliant mumbling. I, you know me, Mark. I love a good mumbling performance. Well, can can we just say before we do this? I think Stallone's at his best in this film. Oh, I I, I love this film. Without I love doubt. Stallone it's, in it's it. Up there, but I'm still going to heavily take the piss out of him. It's up there with Rocky, I think, for his his performances. Whoa, whoa, whoa! It's it's way better than Rocky. Rocky's in my mind is Don't maybe three, at... four stars. First what, Blood the, is classic five. Well, the first Rocky? Yeah, three or four. Really? Yeah. No, I love Rocky. I, 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 mean, I, I, I like it. I, don't, I think I'm he's not... great in it. Yeah, he is, but I would take First I would take first Blood every time. First Blood just speaks when, when to me. When Stallone does proper acting, he can properly act. Well, I, well if, he's, if he's playing a character that mumbles a lot, yeah. Copland? He mumbles a lot. He's deaf in one ear. Yeah, but he's, he, to be fair, he holds his own against some pretty good actors in that film. Yeah, but he, let's be fair, he's like the 80s Tom Hardy. He's a, he's a mumbler. Yeah, he, he is, is a mumbler. <laughs> I mean, most of First Blood, he's just... <laughs> what, why are you pushing me? <laughs> I'm just trying to get in the zone, Mark. For yeah, okay. Go, <laughs> is that a... I didn't do anything! Is that, um, <laughs> is that a he finds your <laughs> Stallone? <laughs> Yeah, I, I, think find, I, I think he starts off quite subtle with the, 
Why are you, why, why are you pushing me? 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 You, the key, Mark, is to get your mouth into the Stallone shape. If you can get your mouth into that shape, the voice just seems to come. <laughs> why, are you, why are you pushing me? Why, why are you pushing me? I can, not that I can even do. You sound like Bane. Why are you even pushing? What? <laughs> no. um, come uh, on, do some lines. Right, I'll, do, I'll do. Why are you pushing me? No, that's not bad. You're not really get. You're not really. I for. I think the key thing yeah. to point out is, as we said earlier, how it was edited was quite clever. In that you don't really hear him talk much. No. Through the majority of the film, you hear him grunt a lot. <coughs> like that kind of. <coughs> oh, that's enough grunting on the um, podcast. He does a lot of that. And so at the end, when he does have like the emotional breakdown, yeah, it does hit home. And I am going to take the mick out of it in a minute, but I, I, I think it is a good performance. It it'd good. be easy. It's it, an easy it's one, easy maybe to parody. One to take the parody, but it is a good performance. Um, Come yeah. on then. Well, okay. Do you want to do the the the, the famous line? Do you want to do that first? I'll set. Oh, hang on, I'll set it up. You okay. know the one I'm talking about. Yeah. Okay. The mission is over, Johnny. It's over. Johnny, the mission is over. It's never over! <laughs> right, that was terrible. Oh, I was trying my best. No, I know, but that, I'm sorry. That wasn't even the right line. What was the line? Right, you got the bloody line I just wrong. watched it. I, it's well, no, it's terrible. Right, I'll do it. What is it? Okay, go on then. Right, have you got to set me up the same. Oh, let me, what, give me the thing. Where, the where, where is it written on this scrawly piece of paper? No. Troutman says it's over Johnny the mission is over Johnny it's over it's over it's over Johnny the mission is over nothing is over nothing you can't just turn it off (laughs) (laughs) right you're not going to do this whole speech are you well I'm going to struggle to do that whole (laughs) no Uh, well you can do the you can't have any legs (laughs) It's hard to get to that. This is to the listener. If you you don't watch this film now, (laughs) at least Google and watch the last speech by Stallone. Because it is really good. It's easily... It's one of those things... It's one of those things that are really good, but it's it's easily... Parodied. Easily parodied. Joked about. Joked Um, about, yeah. But it's... it's, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Earlier, when I was... And I don't think I'm going to be able to do this, but when I was writing this down with the intention of doing it, and I was I was pausing it and writing down the li- and trying to get exactly what you're saying, and it still got me. I still could have had a tear in my eye yeah. at the end. And it, for me, I I wanted more from Troutman, and I know Troutman hugs him and kind of reluctantly puts an arm around him, but and you can kind of see that Troutman's affected, but. <sighs> I, mean, you, yeah, I know what you mean. You don't get that fucking what have I done? Yeah, made this. poor bloke. I mean, you really do kind of feel sorry for him at the end. Do you, you know, really that's, that's why it would have been better him dying at the end. Well, yeah. You have that, yeah. You have that heartfelt speech. But then we wouldn't have speech. got Rambo 2. Yeah, but we wouldn't have Rambo 2, which is fine, and we wouldn't have Rambo 3. Hang on, you're not going to leave all that in. No, I kind of out well, I like Rambo 2. Rambo 2 okay, tra- shit. I'm trying to get into the zone for my this final performance okay Mike. come on then well no I don't know that I'm in the zone I don't know that I'm going to be able to do it it's just very hard you know I couldn't I couldn't be an actor that'd be really tough to do could you no. imagine doing that just 
that his final scene. Yeah, it's really good. And right, let me just... I, I need, just We may need to pause it while I just get my face oh, into the God right position. I need to get myself... It's all, I've got it... Right, you can't do the whole shoe shine speech, mate. Why? Because it's too long. Well, not if I rip through it. Well, go on then. Well, Five. I'm not really... You're in the, in the zone now. I'm you, not in the zone. You are in the zone. You're in the zone now. We're in, we're in, we're in this bar. <laughs> we're in this bar and saying, God, this kid, this kid comes up. This kid's carrying, he's carrying a, sh- a shoe shine box. And he says, he says, shine, please shine. I said, no. And he keeps asking, yeah. And then Joe, he says, yeah. And I, I went to get a couple of beers. And then, and then it's wet, and the box is wired. And he opens up the box. And it's, and it's fucking blew his body all over the place. And, 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 and he's over me. And, I, and I'm, trying, I'm trying to put him off, you know. He's my friend. He's my friend. And he's all over me. He's got blood and everything. And I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to hold him together and, I'm trying to put him together and nobody nobody would nobody would help and I'm going I'm going he's going to be he's going to, I want to go home Johnny I want to go home Johnny I just want to go home I want to go home I want to drive my Chevy I can't find your legs I can't find your legs Oscar worthy I don't think that was Oscar worthy I have no idea what that was that was <laughs> <laughs> Good. That was the most mentalist thing I've ever heard you do. Well, I had a go, Mark. I no, mean, it was, that it is a was, tough. That is a tough. Christ, I, Christ I, Almighty! I think I did swear in that as well. Couldn't find his fucking legs. That's why he should have died at the end. What? Because he couldn't find his legs? No, because that the, the whole speech would have been a great. That would have, he should have died after that speech. Yeah, I he and, and to have him just walk out. Look at look at. Maybe if he did just what, maybe do the walk out with a gun and then they fight. It wasn't loaded. He mm. just no. I don't. I liked how it ended. I liked. I didn't want him to die. I like him. I. I, I you, would, you couldn't do that. I, it. It would have been more hard hitting if he'd have died at the end. I think. Yeah. Yeah. He would have gone. Well, he was Jesus. Just, yeah, he would have gone. Christ I still I think if they wouldn't go with that ending, he should have been killing people. No, I think they, he should have died at the end. I think he, he yeah, but if committed he did... suicide or got Troutman to shoot him. They shot a scene <sighs> at the end with Troutman shooting him or him making yeah. Troutman shoot him. I think to him, for him to have that speech at the end and then just walk out, it, it just... Yeah, but he, he walks it, out I, with his head held No, because but it's... if he dies at the end, it adds to the... Because it's a tragedy. Yeah. It adds to the tragedy. I know, but I, d- I didn't want him to die. I didn't want him to die at the end. He didn't do anything, Mark. He didn't do anything. I didn't want him to die at the end. I'm glad he lived. I wanted him to die at the end because it would have been more of an emotional punch. Okay. And, How? And we wouldn't have had to sit through Rambo two. I like Rambo, Rambo two. I like three, Rambo three and the animated series. I like four, which was just called Rambo, confusingly. <sighs> and I even did like Last Blood. Right. I, did. I took my mum to see it, Mark. She liked it. It was good. It was a good, fun trip to the cinema. <sighs> Completely changed the character by that point. Yeah, yeah, I know. They, yeah, they miss. I know. I, I get what you're saying. I get all that. Um, Jamie and Fortress Betamax Dungeon. Anyway, that was Rambo. What? First Blood Part One. Well, just First Blood. How many stars, Mark? I'd give it a good five. Five classic. It five is a, it is star a classic. Classic. Maybe knock a star off for the sequels, but pff, God, I'm not going to do that. Okay. Um, 
we've done well, Mark. I think we, we've covered First Blood pretty well. I've noticed that you're returning some Betamaxes to the dungeon. I'm returning only one this week, mate. It's The Hunt. The Hunt. Which I thought was fantastic. Yeah, it's a good film. What's the name of the lady? Is it Betty Gilpin? Betty Gilpin, yeah, she's yeah. fantastic. It's a great comedy action film with it. A little bit of politics, as uh, not yeah, Ben Elton would say, but it's, <laughs> um, it's it's loose enough with that to be just a fun film. I, in my in my mind, it's the kind of films that should be being made now by clever people yeah. about the political situation yeah, that yeah. we now find ourselves in. And uh, what I really like about the hunt is that it gleefully takes the piss out of both sides. Yeah, oh, and shows them shows their worst characteristics or how how they're perceived, if anything. Um, and I think that Betty Gilpin, I said to you earlier, I, her character is almost like a classic John Carpenter kind of anti-hero. Yeah, definitely. Um, and it it also has one of the best girl fights at the end of modern cinema. It's a great punch-up at the end, Mark. Gilpin versus the Swank. Yeah, yeah, it's a great punch-up. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Now, it's, I think they maybe bottled it a little bit at the end. It turns out, with a spoiler alert, that the, the character played by Betty Gilpin, throughout the film, you're led to believe that she's one of these internet, red state, um, propaganda... Hate-mongers. Hate-mongers. And they kind of say well it's a case of mistaken identity and it's not she's not like that but but i think hang on, it never like, sa- it never says she's not like that you don't she's a mystery yeah that's what i like about it you but, don't really know where I, she stands no you don't you don't you don't but it said that she's one thing and then she says well that's not me but if she'd have said well yeah it is me it would have been a hard slightly hard only a little bit it would have been a slightly harder hit, hit yeah end. i know what you mean i, I can't yeah in my it, mind it, it would have said to me well maybe all these people that we don't agree with politically aren't that bad really. well, they're, they're still people they're still people yeah yeah you may you may vehemently disagree with them but they're still people you can't ever stop thinking of people as anything other than people yeah, and people are often wrong. People often do things you don't like, but they're still people. You still got to think of them as people. Yeah, um, hey, we're, we're not going to dwell on the politics of no, 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 it's not that kind of show. Listeners. No, no, no. And the the hunt isn't really that kind of film either. Really, I mean, it's an entertaining, fun, yeah, action, definitely horror film. I, I liked it. Yeah, good. I liked it. I'd recommend it. Um, it's on Netflix now. I think is it? I think it is. I don't want to watch it in HD. And uh, what we should also say tomorrow, Mark, a new Texas Chainsaw Massacre film premieres on Netflix. Can't wait, Mark. Well, we'll have a little chat about that next week. I can't wait. Um, are we going to tell the listeners what we're listening to next week, or should we, should we just have a little scratch round? What we listen to, what we or what we watching for yeah. next week? Well, we'll be we listening to it as well. Well, yeah, I don't hope jump so. over I'll every, have the volume. Every, I've had enough of that with a Schwarzenegger Stallone mishaps. I Debacle. <laughs> Well, I've had four beers. <laughs> Excuse me for missing up actors' names from the 80s. No, no, it's understandable. They both begin with S. Yeah, and they're both difficult to... They've got a lot of letters in. <laughs> they've both got a lot of letters in. Sylvester's quite a hard first oh. name to say. I don't, yeah. Sylvester Schwarzenegger. <laughs> that would have been a better name. Um, <laughs> right. Right, anyway. Sorry about that. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank, thanks, Mark. Thanks I, think we've had a, I think this has been a great show. Um, oh, it's been a banjo 
twanging, toe-tapping good time, Mark. It like has. it always is in the dungeon. Say goodbye, Jamie. Bye, Jamie. Bye, listeners. Jamie in Fortress Betamax Dungeon? <laughs>